Amplify, Creators of Color Podcast Network. All right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you are joining. I am Rebecca Love for Food for Thoughts with Love. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to have the pleasure and the honor of speaking with one of my go-to people that I look to, I inspire to be like one day, and just an amazing person in the city of Chattanooga. None other than Chef Andy Cagle. She is executive chef of Cozy Cooking Catering. Um, company that was established in 2005 and I'm going to go over everything that she's done but I would like to go ahead and bring her beautiful voice on and let her introduce herself. Andy are you there? Yes I'm here. How you doing Rebecca? I am doing well. Thank you so much for joining me on this beautiful day in the middle of spring. (laughs) I know it's warm. (laughs) It is definitely warm. So Andy um Again, thank you for joining uh, Food for Thought with Love. Um, We just want to explore who you are, where you're located, what started you on your journey of culinary arts, and where you see yourself, um, you know, projected in 2021 and years, you know, further on. So for my listening audience, I just want to give a brief synopsis of this beautiful soul that I am speaking with. Uh, again, her name is Chef Andy Cagle. Uh, in twenty uh, in two thousand and five, she like I said, she um, opened up and started Cozy Cooking Catering. Um, she right now has Andy Chef Fresh Bistro that was established in twenty twenty of July of last year, and she graduated from Le Cordon Bleu. I don't know why I like to say it like that <laughs> of culinary arts in Atlanta, Georgia, with honors in two thousand eleven. She was the former program director of Culinary School of Culinary Arts, Virginia College, Chattanooga State, I mean, Chattanooga, Tennessee, um, for five years. Currently, she is executive chef and owner of Cozy Cooking Catering Company and Chef Andy's Fresh Bistro. One of the things that I love about this right here, this next one, this one is something that she definitely is proud of. Uh, president of the Chattanooga chapter, the ACF, American Culinary Federation, for two years. And she served also for vice president of the Chattanooga chapter of ACF for three years. She was the executive chef for the Ambassador's Ball of 2013 presidential inauguration for President Obama. That is outstanding. She has 24 years of culinary and catering experience. She was a general manager of two restaurants here locally in the city, Porter Steakhouse and Blue Orleans. She also won World Food Champion finalist in 2015 in the world of pasta, placed at number six, and then former culinary instructor at Chattanooga State in 2018, culinary one class. And she also, last but not least, mentoring for Aspiring culinarians, elementary through high school. What an extensive <laughs> resume you have. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that that's sounded really good. Thank you. <laughs> that sounded great. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have a very extensive uh, history of just making some amazing meals. So tell me a little bit about who you are and what the world of culinary arts has done for you? Well, um, actually, um, who I am, I'm, I'm, I'm a really laid back 
took um, the world of culinary arts has done a lot for me. Um, I didn't even go to culinary school until I was 38 years old. Oh, wow. So I, okay. As a single parent, um, my family, with my family's help, had to get my daughter through college. And once she got, she graduated from the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, I just, actually within two months, I decided I went to culinary school. And I was 38 years old. And I'm 51. I'll be 52 in a couple months. But in that time frame, I have done quite a bit in that time frame. But what it's done for me is it's changed my life because I love, besides loving food, I love seeing other people's faces light up when they eat my food. I love seeing- Isn't that one of the things that is like in cooking, isn't that one of the most satisfying things ever? It's the most satisfying thing. Yes, absolutely. You know, you you look for that when they close their eyes and they go like, "Mm, you know how good it is. It's like, yes, I did it. But you know, (laughs) that's that's what's the most, um, I guess, satisfying for me. is seeing people's faces when that happens. And also kids, students that, that love cooking and want and learn how to do new things and, and just, you know, showing them new, new techniques and things that we, you know, do in the culinary field and seeing them expand on those things and getting better. And I'm like, gosh, I'm glad that, you know, I'm, I'm an old chick now, but I said, if I was going up against you, there's some kids that are amazing. I mean, just, just amazing cooks, you know? And that also being an educator and being and teaching culinary, that's one of my favorite things in the world to do is to educate and show people how to cook that have you no know, and that's one of the that, that's that's one of the best things, honestly. Like when once you've learned a craft and mastered it, mastered it, and to be able to reach back and give back and to see how you can enlighten others. Mm-hmm. That's so many yeah. gifts that you can't even I mean, like it, it goes above and beyond of like what your purpose is. That's true. I love it. That's great. And you're a heck of a cook yourself, Miss Rebecca Love. So I'm not. Well, thank we you. We can't, you know, we can't miss out on that because I've I've seen your work and yeah, I I know you can burn. Oh well, well, thank you. That is one of the best compliments I have had coming from you. Thank you so much. I am honored for you to say that. Um, you know, it's funny you say that. So um, to the audience that is listening, um, I was actually able to, um, if you will, rub shoulders and elbows with Chef Andy a couple years ago. It's probably been about three or four years at this point. Um, But it was a version of Chopped uh, Chattanooga. And I was one of the home chefs. (laughs) Oh my goodness, that was so much fun. So could you tell us a little bit about that and what your involvement was in that? And would you do it again? Oh. Absolutely. I think I was the um, American Culinary Federation ACF president at the time. And we had so many people because as chefs, we love to compete against each other. I mean, look at all the shows that are on TV for competing. Yes. So that's just, you know, really just for bragging rights. We'll just do it for free. We just like saying, hey, I was the best at something. So we decided to do because there's so many good home cooks out there. We decided to do a, a competition for, for home chefs or home cooks to go against professional chefs. I think we had about eight participants. Was it? I think it was about eight. Yes, it was eight. Yeah, four uh, chefs and then four home chefs. Yeah, and we did that. And I, I actually invited some of my some of my chef colleagues to to um to judge the competition, and it was pretty stiff. I mean, that was some good. It was really. I mean, I think the home chefs gave the the um the professional chefs a run for their money. We oh, had absolutely. some really good. It was, wasn't it? It was great. 
So we did that as part of something that we, you know, to for the community, for the American Culinary Federation, because that's the, some of the things that we do to show people in the community, you know, to just get, get out there and tell them, you know, what we're all about, um, because we're, we're, we're all about honing the skills for people in the culinary field. And you want to go into that industry, that type of thing. But it was just a fun thing for us to do. And I think it got people really motivated and wanting to learn more about cooking and and I guess, you know, a lot of people want to go to culinary school after that. Oh, absolutely. So. That it, it was definitely fun for me. But um, you said something earlier in the interview um, that struck me that I had no idea. I did not realize you did not you weren't introduced into this world until like you said your mid 30s. Was that correct? Right. I didn't even I, I went to culinary school at 38. 38. Ladies and gentlemen, for those, <laughs> for those out there that are wanting to start your career, your passion, this beautiful soul at 38 years old decided, you know what, after being a single parent, getting her kid through college, she decided, you know what, I'm going to pick up and go after my dream. That is admirable and amazing, Andy. <laughs> well, some people thought I was crazy, but, you know, I've done so much since then that, you know, they thought, well, you made the right choice. Because before that, I was in the medical field. So I was like, I was behind the scenes, I, I, doctor's offices, prosthetic and orthotic company. I did that for about 16 years before I ever went to culinary school. So, Oh, man, that is remarkable. So <laughs> of, of, out, of the, out of the list of the extensive resume that you, you have, what is the one thing that I would, you would say that sticks out the most that gave you not like the most joy, but what was one of those things that we, you know, spoke about that really was just like, you know what, I'm really in the good, this is my, this is my field. This is my passion. This is what I have started out in life to do. And this is one of those turning points. What would it be? What would you say? What would I say? Hmm. Well, I mean, I think the, the one thing is probably, of course, cooking for the inauguration uh, for President Obama. Um, being the being the executive chef of the Ambassadors Ball, um, and we fed like eighteen thousand people that day. And specifically, on me, the people that were under me, we fed eight thousand. So Ooh. I'd never seen that much food, and the orchestration of that was enormous, just insane. You would not believe how much food, how many rolling carts we had. It was in, insane. So I would have to say, when that happened, because I was not prepared for that, I kind of mm -hmm. got. You know, I was nominated to do that, but I, I didn't know I was going to be over 125 people um, and cooking food for 8,000 people, um, oh, but okay. uh, not single-handedly. I had a whole staff of people helping me, but I was over all these people getting this done. But I think that's probably when I really thought, I said, you know what, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing because the people, some, the people had confidence in me to let me, you know, for me to say that, hey, you run it. And I was, I thought to myself, <laughs> I don't have any idea what they're doing. <laughs> oh my goodness. But, but that I did is, it. And then I thought, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I really yeah. made the right choice at that point. I knew like it was I can, the right choice. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're, we're not in front of each other, but I can like, I can literally hear Chef Andy's smile, <laughs> like through her voice. I mean, that that's a that's a huge task but you know what you conquered it you know if that was something I was able to do I don't think you could be able to tell me anything <laughs> <laughs> boy I tell you 
It was oh something. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it was something else. I tell you. And the second thing would be, you know, going to the World Food Championship and coming number six in pasta for the first time. I bet. I, and then the wonderful thing is that I beat some people that were Italian. They weren't so happy with the black girl from Alabama beating them at their own, you know, <laughs> in their own culture. So oh, exactly. You know, that's a perfect segue. So I definitely like so. In a male-dominated field, we got not only like black girl magic, we got like girl power. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. in in the world of culinary arts, you know, when you think of a chef, most people automatically, indistinctly go it for the thought of, oh, it's a guy. Mm-hmm. You do. know what I mean? Like, yeah, we we very seldom do you see like women. In this, like I said, male-dominated field. So, how, like, as a chef, how does that make you feel? Well, I tell you, it's like breaking down walls, like breaking barriers. Because, I mean, you know, getting passed over for for positions because of, you know, that first of all, you're a woman, you know, because it's like it's so funny that in the cooking field that men are dominant because you know it's like oh that's women who are supposed to be in the kitchen cooking and you know, taking care of the family, but as a profession, they mm-hmm. look toward men for that. You know, we're, you know, and it, I guess it kind of, it upsets me a little bit, but I'm always, I'm constantly trying to pull other women, you know, and it's like a sisterhood of female chefs and saying, you know, we're just as good as the guys, you know, we're just it's as good as the better. guys. It's actually better. <laughs> what a, the, the guy that used to be my, that when I was the director of the culinary school, um, he, Chef Osborne, he was my, um, well, he was a mentor for me, but he was, he was British and he was over, um, like 38 schools. And he told me one day, he said, I wish all of my program directors were female, female mm. chef. He said, I wish every one of them were females. And he said, because they're just so much better. <laughs> they're more organized. <laughs> he said, they're just so much better. Wow. You know, I'm sure he would not mind me saying that because he, I think there were only two of us out of like 38 schools. So me and one other girl, one, one other woman, but, um, but he said, I wish all of them were feet. So what, I mean, to me, that says a lot because he, he's a master chef mm-hmm. and he's a master pastry chef who is British, oh, wow. who trained in Thailand, who's actually in Thailand right now, who's running school in Thailand right now. So for him to say that, I thought that was pretty phenomenal because, you know, in a male dominated field. Oh yeah. That, I mean, that speaks accolades of just how important as women, as we are in this field. I mean, we break so many barriers and it, again, it just brings me so much joy to be able to share, you know, just, I wouldn't even say, cause I definitely don't have the same skill set as you, but just to be able to create in mm-hmm. a male dominant field and like breaking down those walls and breaking that uh, glass ceiling, as they say, to, you know, strive in a larger thing. But I mean, the fact that you, or the executive chef for the ambassador's ball for the presidential inauguration. I mean, that just, that speaks so many volumes on like your talent. And I just think that that is amazing. So that was definitely an accolade that I would definitely be proud of for sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. So um, really quickly, because I know our time is ending soon. So I want to dive in a little bit of who you are right now and where you're, where you're located, where our listeners that are in the city of Chattanooga, who might actually be traveling into the city, 
Like, where are you? Where can we find you? Okay, well, I'm over in Hickson on Ashland Terrace, uh, 739 Ashland Terrace, Suite 108. I've actually been there for, June will be six years. It was actually my catering kitchen for the last five years. And of course, last year, COVID kind of put me out of business. Excuse me, um, March, in last week of March, I had 26 events to cancel from March to June. Oh so that goodness. put me completely out of business. Uh, every wedding, everything for that from March to June canceled. So I went, what am I going to do? Well, I had to continue to work. I had to continue to do something. So I literally went to work at Walmart, believe it or not. I worked oh. in a bakery deli at Walmart. I stocked mm-hmm. shelves at Walmart. And then um, in July, because that was from, that was the first of April. So April through July, I was at Walmart. And then people started calling me for doing like small luncheons and things like that. Okay. So I opened up Chef Andy's Fresh Bistro, brand, a new menu. It's like, it's just a, well, when I opened it, it was just a walk-in. You walk in, order your food, you know, because of COVID. And we did like DoorDash and delivery and people just called orders in. We are actually now expanding. Um, We just opened up the wall this week, as a matter of fact, and we're going to have seating so people can actually come in and nice. sit at the table and, you know, and enjoy a meal at Chef Andy's Fresh Bistro. And our food is pretty, um, it's all fresh, healthier versions of food. I love buffalo chicken dip. I don't know if anybody's ever had buffalo chicken dip, but I love it. Yes. My daughter introduced it to me and we put the little packet of ranch dressing in it and all that. That's what we used to do. But I have a different version of that. Oh, I'm that, sure you do. <laughs> that's a healthier version and you won't even know it's healthier. People come in and just buy the buffalo dip from my shop. I mean, I have one lady that buys it at least twice a week on her way to work. Wow. Yeah. And it it is, is, it is good, I have to say. <laughs> but we have things like Baja bowls and we've got couscous salad. We've got, um, we do fish on Fridays and, you know, it's really kind of a chill spot. It really is. Come okay, try. and it's family, family uh, friendly and safe. Absolutely. And you, you can, okay. That, we, you know, that, we do like quesadillas, we do um, taco salads, Asian sesame bowls, vegan bowls. My entire menu is pretty much vegetarian. You just add meat, add protein to whatever you want. We have um, shrimp, grilled chicken. Um, I have smoked pork and also pan seared salmon. And we have that every single day. So whatever, whatever you choose, we've got street tacos. We can add the protein to whatever you want. Oh wow! So I have a lot of it's vegan and vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually good, and it's going so well. You know, I thought I'm just, just going to be temporary thing, and it's not temporary anymore. Well, you know, when you work in your purpose, yeah, when you work in your purpose, though, like no matter what may come against you, when you're walking and working in your purpose, all things always work out. And the fact that the sustainability that you were able to acquire in the middle of a global pandemic and to be able to, you know, bounce back, but you never gave up. And I think that that is so admirable and just the strength that it shows and the tenacity that you have in what it is that you do. And I think that's why when you, when you create a meal, you pour so much love into each dish you use, you know what I mean? Like you use fresh ingredients. Um, You make sure everything is just it perfectly balanced with flavor and taste. And that is just one of the things I love about your work. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
You are so welcome. So we only have just a few more minutes. Um, for those again that are joining us, this is Food for Thought with Love. I had the honor and pleasure of speaking with uh, Chef Andy Cagle. And uh, Andy, is there anything else that you want to share? You did say 739 Ashland Terrace, Suite 108. That is in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And that is Chef Andy's Fresh Fresh Bistro. Uh, would yeah. you like to add any closing remarks? Well, I actually just brought on one of my former students. Um, her name is uh, Chef Laquisha. She actually is the baker. She's a pastry chef. She bakes nice. these little bun cakes. It's fantastic. So she just uh, came on board with me about six months ago. And I just wanted to give her like a little shout out because she has brought a lot to the table. She's phenomenal. She has apple bread. She has zucchini bread, all kinds of stuff. But one thing I want people to know is, you know, go for whatever. If you have a passion, don't let anybody stop you from going from doing that. Because if, if I had stopped people from and that people talk me out of doing what I wanted to do at 38 years old, I would still be probably working in the medical field, not quite as happy, you know, and mm -hmm. look at all the things that I could that I would not have done if I had let people talk me out of my passion. So well, glad you did not listen to the naysayers. And I am glad you are creating meals. <laughs> now, again, you don't create meals. You create an experience. Thank you. you. Yes. Yes, ma'am. You are you are an amazing artist because culinary arts. That's what mm -hmm. I call it is now you do. You do more than just, you know, are in a kitchen setting and, mm -hmm. you know, but you you're creating. So um, I want to thank you for taking out time in your busy schedule <laughs> with talking with me. Um, again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Food for Thought with Love. And as you can see, the reason it's called with love, not just because it's my last name, but because the love of culinary arts and how I love to showcase anybody in the city of Chattanooga locally and following their passions. And no matter what age you are, what experiences you've had, you can always follow through on what God has given you as your purpose. And Andy is a, you know, definitely a purist of that in itself. So Chef Andy, again, I thank you. Um, I look forward to coming down and chow down <laughs> awesome. at your place. I can't wait to see you. Thank you. My pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great evening, afternoon, or morning, no matter what time you're listening to us. Um, but be good, be safe, and much love. Amplify is a podcast network made up of people of color and operating out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Amplify is a project of Rise Chattanooga minority-based cultural arts nonprofit organization focused on community education, performance, and arts and cultural preservation. You can find all of the podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and risecha.org. Thank you so much for listening.